What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Open Slate. Um, I finally am ready to record with a guest. I know it's been a long time coming, and uh, yeah, let's get into this episode. This episode we have Kevin Noel Sequera with us. Kevin, what's up? Can you please give us an introduction to yourself? Yes, what's good, everybody? This is Kevin Noel Sequera from Southside, Bangalore City. What I do is I beatbox. I make music live on the spot with a loop station, and uh, I'm the vice Indian beatbox champion as well from the recent Great Indian Beatbox Festival, which happened in Mumbai, organized by Beatbox India. A little bit about what I do is uh, I create the drums, the melody, the bass, and everything that you can create a song uh, with. And a little bit of what beatboxing sounds like is um, where you're creating music live on the spot with your voice, and it sounds like. something what it is damn that is nice that was nice <laughs> i was about to ask you for a sample and i think this is uh it's like a i don't know whether it's kind of a dying art form which is kind of getting back into life because when we were in like 8th 9th grade there were people you know mixing two three different types of beats and then after a while it stopped and then once i came across your page i realized how big it is <laughs> uh and before we get into you know the scope and the beatboxing scene in india can you tell me how you started off as a beatboxer yeah um so this is back in 2010 uh where i wanted to play the drums like that was something i really wanted to do uh, and this was some somewhere around 4th or 5th grade and uh, i couldn't really afford a teacher a drum kit or uh, a person like to teach me for for that instance or an academy for that matter but that's something i really wanted to do because i was really into grooves and drums and stuff like that but then i could not pursue that uh, ahead and then moving on into 2017 was when i was in sjpuc which is st joseph's pu college in bangalore and i looked at these group of boys just standing in a circle and they were like screaming spitting bars and beats and they were creating like music on the spot without any machine and everything and i was like that is cool um and then i just entered the circle and that was the first time i experienced hip hop and uh, i was like how are they doing it and i spoke to them and everything and then i started learning by observation uh, most of the people look up youtube and you know speak to people and everything but i noticed how they were making these sounds and i started replicating them on my own so say for instance if you're doing like a kick drum like a there are many ways of doing it which is there are many ways of doing it different textures different sounds and that is why it's unique for people and from there doing my first showcase uh i didn't get into the battle i didn't get into uh whatever that is but it was a nice space for me to you know be part of hip hop and one thing is apart from me being a beatboxer that was the year 2017 was when i also represented sjpuc and i was um i was uh, battling in the rap battle which happened in phenomenon which is i think st joseph's boys high schools it's considered a big fest uh, back in the day i think i don't know if it's one of the biggest school fests oh, yes yeah. yeah so uh, there i represented the college and uh, as a rapper not as a beatboxer so there was like a rapper beat kind of an event so you have rappers your beatboxers and everything and uh, that was where i i just performed something and we won the battle i don't know how we did it i was <laughs> shivering i was scared but we did it and we we got the prize and everything and that was that was amazing 
and then a couple of boys from the college just came and said uh, would you teach me how to do it and i was like i'm not a professional or anything but then i taught them how to freestyle and everything but that was where i shifted a little bit because i taught them how it how it works and everything and i was like this is not my thing because i'm i was really scared of um, using vocabulary and using uh, basically freestyling on the spot because you have to pick up words and if you you know just if you're in a battle and everything you have to you have to be very impromptu and live and freestyle on the spot so that was something i was really scared of now i'm not so much but uh, back in the day that was the thing and then after that was when i was i i looked at beatboxing a little more and i fell in love with it and then i started you know making my own textures and everything in one of these uh, professional beatboxers in the scene he just comes up to me and he's like how do you do that sound now most of the people learn from which is the three basic sounds but for me what i picked up was this was the first sound Whoa. i ever learned <laughs> and then i was like i don't know how i'm doing it people were asking me what and how are you doing it you don't even know the foundations how are you doing that and there was another sound which is that's like a roll like a click roll kind of a thing and i was like i don't know how i'm doing it but then i started like you know experimenting with different grooves and patterns and everything and then i entered sjc which is st joseph's college now university uh, and there i became the president of the association and i founded it and you know the culture just shot up and that was where it all happened and then fast forward into the last year december was where i'm in the indian champs and i represented bangalore and the only person from bangalore to get the title home is uh, a little bit about my journey so far so yeah damn and uh this is actually crazy cuz yeah again when i thought when i heard beatboxing for the first time it just sound like people just spitting and making noises and things like that yeah. but uh the first time i actually saw a real beatboxer was this kid who was when we were in like 10th grade he was in like 7th or 8th grade and he was making all these noises like he was making he was mixing all these different beats and then suddenly he takes like the harmonica out of his pocket and then he just starts going off and i think we had gone for some fest and he ended up taking first place Okay first of all you sampled a few beats like while you were speaking yeah and those sounded crazy but how do you come up with all these different tunes and beats and how do you know what to mix with what like what is what is like what's the inspiration behind like a new beat or where do you even get the idea from Okay so uh one thing is obviously listening to songs when i say listening to songs i'm not saying listen to the mainstream stuff I'm saying listen to as much as you can you know so from middle east music to hip hop to house to whatever you can find on the internet because there's just so much you listen to them and then what what has worked for me is I just try and replicate one part of it so the idea the ultimate ideal vision is to replicate the whole song but that's impossible most of the times it's also possible most of the times but then when you are a beginner and you're start you're starting and you're just trying to figure out what works and what doesn't um uh, that is something that you know you stop with so um i just started like using some small little sounds so the goal is what are you looking at in terms of this particular track so then if you say you want to make people dance you want to make people smile then you need that particular kind of groove so then adding some sounds and then working with a tempo around it and then you know just just putting some sounds here and there so that would make like a track for instance so if i make it more uh beatbox oriented it will sound like say if i want them to start clapping you know in a show for that matter this is what i do right so i go like 
automatically everybody goes crazy and like oh shit okay something's happening <laughs> and then i add like uh, sounds over it so it goes and then a little bit after that i add like a snare or a or a bass in the middle like and then i add another like a synth or something or a, or a bass just like that and then a little more of that more fillers into it to make it sound full would go so you Ooh. had you have all of that and then uh, that just builds like that's just a foundation and then from there your you have to take your audience to a high bring them to a low and then take them to a higher high again and then you know that's like the fun of uh, of doing these things so that is one thing but recently since i picked up the loop station i have to mention two of the most important people uh, one is dubfx and one is tom tim if you watched the tedx beatbox video which has more than i don't i don't even know the number now because that's the most watched tedx video which is a beatbox video by Ooh. tom tim he and uh, wfx like kind of inspired me to get into this because i didn't want to limit myself just by doing these solo you know uh, or single kind of uh, set because i wanted to do much more like say for instance i want to rap i wanted to make music like on the spot that is something i want to do and that's why i picked up this machine called the loop station where you can make music on the spot and uh, this is something i use live because you have a lot of control in terms of how your bassline will sound how your drums will sound how you can change something on the spot or anything so this is just uh, very subjective to me but uh, those are the two people who have like fully inspired me into doing this properly for instance so yeah wow that was good that was like initially you start making the sounds then you start adding another beat and then you start adding things and then i found myself just vibing to them bro that's awesome how you can just on the spot you know come up with so many beats merge them together and like get people to vibe with it it's you know it's uh, i'm not getting the word it's kind of hypnotizing <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it's pretty cool and uh, you uh, took part in the indian beatboxing championship and you yep. placed second yes talk to me about that experience and tell me what went into preparation and what you know the feeling was when you went up on stage and you performed yeah so uh, preparation i got the loop station somewhere around july and uh, indian beatbox championship was in december um and i'm battling champions loopers from india who have been doing this for a minimum of 3 years to a maximum of 6 7 years 6 7 8 9 years and i'm battling these wow. people so first thing is obviously you're like would you place would you would you be able to make a routine because one track is like a max limit is 3 minutes so you have to make something for 3 minutes and it has to be yb it has to bring your style there is so much that goes on which people don't understand with the loop station uh, and you have like you have buttons you have effects whatever but you have to control everything and everything happens live so you make one mistake you're screwed you know so that is something so then i was like would i be able to do it and then i just put one track together and that's called sounds from the south it's there everywhere on youtube instagram wherever uh, for the listeners you can check it out uh, and that is something which i just started to do and i put it out i was just like i don't care if i get in or not 
I want to represent my city and I want to represent the seven and a half to eight years of what I've put in and I just need to get out there. So then I just put it out and they had to select top eight in India. It shrank down to top four. I don't know for what reason, but then it shrank down to top four. My name was second on the list. And that day I just like flipped and I was like, no way. And then I spoke to people, people reached out to me and they said, you know, well-deserved, you have the chance to represent Bangalore. And, you know, it's not like they've selected some random dude, but like you're in. So that was when it kicked in, like the actual adrenaline rush. Like I could feel it every part of my body. And I was like, this is happening. Like I am representing Bangalore. And, uh, I was just like, okay, let's, let's see. And then I started putting tracks together and I started like experimenting with different things because when you go into a big championship like this or a big event like this, you have to have variety. You have to have organic material. Like say, if I'm having one track, which is hip hop, you need to have another track, which is something else, which is something else because you're Mm. constantly like you're on stage. You have to keep the groove of the people as well. And the international judges who are coming, like I met Barry Wam, which is like, uh, they have been on AGT, uh, France Got Talent, wherever. Like, they are mainstream uh, beatbox crew. Then Matt Twins from Russia. These are world champions. And you're performing in front of them. You know, so uh, that was something that uh, I was I was really scared about. When I was on stage and the things, like, was happening live. Uh, the top four knockout round, I choose, uh, chose to do something which uh, was the first track I ever wrote. And then I was like, if I get in, I get in. If I don't, I've performed this and this is like the dream. Top four is done and I'm in top three. And I was like, oh, shit, it's happening. Okay, it's happening. When When I got into the top three, I was like, I don't care. I am delivering. I'm going into the finals. All this time, while all this is happening, my heart is like near my throat. I can feel it. Okay, that that much like you're scared, you're like, will it work? What if something just messes up and it's a flop or anything, but nothing like that happened. And I had the Bangalore City boys over there. This was in Mumbai, by the way. Uh, So moving to another city for this thing, trying to figure out like the commute in the city, the stay and everything of that sort was also another pain, but that's fine. Uh, And you learn by experience. But then when I was on stage, I had the Bangalore boys, like the community boys supporting me throughout the whole thing. And that was insane. So uh, then I delivered and then the first name they announced was me. And I just like raised my hands. That's not on record. I don't know why. (laughs) I wish I could have that reaction. My hands are up. I'm like, no, it's a mistake. Like you can't, you can't select me. And then they're like, no, you, you are in. And the judge came, spoke to me and everything. And I was like, shit, that's mad. And then the finals happened. And obviously in the finals, I knew I would get the vice champ and the runner up because I'm battling like a champion. I'm not saying this because... Uh, he has experience or anything, but like I freestyled in a final <laughs> of <laughs> in the final of the Indian champs. Like I'm not kidding. Like the videos on YouTube and everything, and I was just like, I don't care. I'll just do what I feel like. And I had the crowd grow, you know, growing. I had everything that that was going on. But then uh, I get this mic, which I'm using now from uh, that thing because I got the vice champ and everything. So it was like a surreal experience. Lack of a better word, yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's awesome. And uh, when you mentioned uh, freestyling in the finals, is that just the definition of winging it and just going for it? Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> and um, so you said it took a while, right? So you got your uh, loop station in the middle of last year, and the yeah. uh, event ended up being towards the end. Yes. 
um once the event is done what's the feeling like and what keeps you motivated to going on because like a lot of people have you know burnout it's become a very it's not a popular thing but it's like a common thing because people realize that they're having burnout right so what keeps you going and what motivates you to like you know keep uh just pursuing what you do and to like get better at it so um what happened after the championship was i never thought i will get the vice champ i was like okay top 3 is possible but then you know you always when you're in the moment like at least something for me is i push myself to the maximum that i can because i don't like to have regrets later like you know what if this i don't like the what if kind of thing at least for my experiences and i just go for it like i go for it full on and even if i don't get in at least that satisfaction be there like you know you gave your full 100% or 200% or whatever now after the championship i'm not saying this with pride or anything but i've been doing this for 7 to 8 years and uh, the fact that i was coming back from mumbai to bangalore in my head i'm like i am the vice champ i am someone who has put in the work who has accomplished this particular thing and has represented my city so it was a it was a big deal after that like i'm not saying gigs started flowing in but people started you know they started recognizing who this guy is what does he do and then uh, also the title and the you know credibility of the title also given by world champions and everything so uh, that was that was crazy and then slowly um, after that the burnout thing is uh, is really crucial like at this stage for many people even for me i do have those things but then i take a i take a big break like i'm just like if i don't feel like i will not do anything because there's no point giving your energy into something that you know will not work you know so from there to just writing down stuff and i started using uh like my lyrics are fully my thoughts at this point like it's a it's not a risk but it's also like i want to make it as personal as i can which people will relate to which we'll talk about like even in the end for the single as well so uh that is something that keeps me going because uh every time i sit with the loop or i sit with the mic or i just sit by myself i'm like what can i create now in terms of how am i feeling at the moment you know so the whole thing about feeling and being in the zone in that spot i'm able to you know replicate that in terms of music as well so uh this might sound very different for most of the people but that is something that's working for me and uh, you know like just 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 freestyling also helps like you're not all the time you're not sitting to make a full like powerful track or something like that. you're just sitting there to understand yourself to understand your art form and to to see where you can push yourself to a limit to be able to get certain results you know so uh, that is also something that is working but also like i said if something's not working out if i'm not in the mood i'm not in the mood like i do not want to push myself uh, at all but also one more thing that uh, most artists don't do is to go to other people's shows like other artists shows because what happens here is you look at a certain group you look at a certain artist understand their style and then you're like okay what if i could be able to do something based on my style or what if i could collaborate with someone because this collaboration thing is is a mind blowing technique uh, for anybody like any artist because it works for everyone but again look at the style look at the 
look at what you want out of it, but at the same time, don't stop working. Because what I've also seen is uh, most of these beatboxers or artists for that instance, ju let's just say artists or musicians, they stop doing what they're doing. And like one of the uh, few people uh, or like I think around 10 to 15 people messaged me after the championship and said, you're still doing this? I thought you left it when you graduated from college. And I was like, it's not like my degree that I'll leave something like that. And I've kept doing it. And the whole fact of putting in the work, doing it again and again, and also learning so much and growing is something that, you know, fully keeps me going. So, yeah. And uh, just to touch up on a couple of things you spoke about. Yep. Uh, first one is, like you said, even if you're not feeling it, you it doesn't make sense to just put out your content or whatever you create just putting your creations out there where you just half-ass it and put it out for the sake of doing it right that's yeah. what i've always said even about the podcast no matter how much i enjoy it the past couple of years i've openly spoken about how difficult it is mentally so i don't want to just you know make an episode for the sake of making it and being consistent and putting out like uh one episode a week and all of that so yeah. i totally relate to what you're saying and another thing is uh you said people messaged you asking you know whether you're still doing it yeah. after uh, college is that just them not knowing what the uh, beatboxing scene is like and how it works can you speak on that as well as what the whole beatboxing scene is like in india yeah so uh the people messaged me thinking uh that so most of the people think these cultural events or these cultural things or these artist things are just meant for college to look cool Okay, because like most of the artists or not artists, let's, let's just say something personal to me, is beatboxers that I see or rappers that I see or singers that I see. Most of these people, they end like they put, like they shut the door after college is done. They don't want to do it after. So then you know what your goal is and you know, whatever that is. And then people always think uh, it's, it's, it's just something to do because it's cool, because you want clout and you want attention. Uh, but they don't also realize that it's something personal to you. Like you take time. It's a relationship you're building with your art form. And that takes time, energy, hard work, whatever, like add as many, as many words as you can over here because it takes time. And that is something which is personal to you. Now you can't let that go. It's not like I'll sign this paper and it's done or I'll just close this window. And it's, it's not like that. Like it takes time, right? So that those people were not able to understand. They were like, he's still doing it, which is, I don't know if it's also from a negative space of like, oh, you know, you're you're still doing this. I thought you were just, uh, you know, making weird sounds and spitting uh, at the mirror or something like that. So uh, that also is there. So like at the start, you get trolled a lot uh, for whatever you're doing. But once you reach a certain stage, there, then the respect comes. But that is really sad in terms of like our scene and culture is, uh, you, you know, right? So that is something. But... Um, What's the second part of your question? The beatboxing scene. Yeah. Just beatboxing scene in India. In India. Okay. So first I'll talk about Bangalore and then we'll look at India. Or let me talk about India first. Um, India, I think 2016 was when the first ever Indian beatbox championship happened. This was in Nagaland. I had no chance to go there because I did not know beatboxing till then. <laughs> okay. So this was just like a group of beatboxers. The owner of or the founder of uh, Swiss Beatbox, which is the world's largest beatbox platform, also came. Uh, and it was a big deal. So then from there was when it took off, you know. So you have Beats Club, 
uh, which is Bangalore represent. Uh, you also have Beatbox India, which is India represent. So these people have been putting together, these are community leaders who are putting together shows, they're putting together uh, events, battles, whatever that is, you know. But at the same time, they can only do so much while you as artists and beatboxers and musicians or whatever, you can do so much more. Now, that is something people don't understand, uh, which I, I, I don't want to stress on because like we'll go on a whole rant or one hour kind of a thing. <laughs> uh, but here to understand is that Gully Boy as a movie um, was the first thing which brought beatboxing, rap and hip hop into the mainstream. Like people saw mm. beatboxing in a theater for the first time and they were like, oh, that was mad. But then I'm like, <laughs> in your college fest, you can see, you can see this. And <laughs> they don't, they did not realize that, you know. So Gully Boy, mm -hmm. uh, you also have this new movie called, movie or something, which is called Bubbly Bounce, Bouncer, uh, which is also there. So that, uh, then you have shows called uh, India's Got Talent, which DVK, uh, he's also uh, someone I know in the beatbox scene. He won the you know the whole show with another uh, flutist so that is also something which is putting beatboxing out there but at the same time it's still looked at as something cool because it's not something people can just get or they can just acquire yeah. you know yeah. so that that whole thing of how you unique in the crowd if you're just doing like a automatically everybody like raises the hand and goes crazy it still works even if this was like a 2010 beat it still works with the crowd you know so uh in terms of the scene it has grown so much um i would say because uh if we are able to talk about this thing on a podcast like look at the kind of you know i, I won't say also it's fully mainstream it's reaching there uh, but there's a lot of work to be done even in terms of academia even in terms of uh, teaching this to like kids and you know other spaces and everything in terms of research, while shows are going on, while battles are going on, and battles is not the only thing. You also have uh, different other spaces, like you can be part of a theater group, be, uh, do a musical. I had a chance just before COVID, like COVID came, I think one week after, while one week before I was in a spotlight doing a musical. And that was like crazy because that was the first time you had a beatboxer in a musical and it was fun, you know? So uh, bringing these different elements, being part of theater, being part of also collaborating with rappers, dancers, uh, going to jams and ciphers and different other things. So all these things put together, they not just bring beatboxing to a particular platform, but they in all in all expose hip hop to, you know, the mainstream in itself. So you, I, I know for sure that you have hip-hop and rap out there. Beatboxing still has those little steps and more steps to take. Uh, but I'm sure in the next one or three years or four years, you will have beatboxing out there, which not many people will know. But at the moment, I think, I think at least, I don't know, like a bunch of population know what it is. And they find it cool yeah. and they find it nice and it's creative expression. So, yeah. Yeah. And uh, like you said, you know, people, it's not, this is honestly, it isn't something that people can just get into and it's not something you can learn yeah. overnight. Uh, and if you claim to have learned it overnight and, you know, you're doing, you're probably not doing that good of a job at it also <laughs> because there's so much involved in it, right? Like timings yeah. and knowing when to bring in what, not doing something too early, too late. The timing is very, very important. Yeah. Even the tune and even... Uh, you mentioned the getting the crowd grooving. Yeah. You can be vibing to something in your head, but if it's not, you know, connecting with people, it right. it's not probably not that good. But uh, 
you said you didn't want to go on a rant but uh, i already had this question in my mind before yeah. you got into it but uh, since you don't want to like stretch it uh, can you just briefly tell me what uh, the community is like because a lot of things like this where you know it's up and coming yeah. usually it's better if the community is kind of uh, tightly knit or close or help each other because that's what happened with like you know things like stand up comedy back in the 80s yeah, or the 90s yeah. right when it was coming up like in the world right if people were helping each other like now you see a lot of comedians having each other on their podcasts and doing tours together and yeah. uh things like that yeah. what's the community like uh in terms of beatboxing in like the whole of india uh okay wait do i be honest or do i be brutally honest <laughs> You can just be honest because I think you said if you get brutally honest it would take a while uh yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know we didn't want to shoot past an hour but uh, yeah. yeah just tell me what you think if you could just give like a brief on you know whether the community is like there for each other whether it's just extreme competitiveness where people don't try helping each other what's that whole thing like Yeah so um it is mixed I would say uh because like also something that is there is this whole thing of i want fame tonight i want everybody to know me by tomorrow morning this is something which the new school beatbox even i am a new school beatboxer like i've been doing this for 7 7 1/2 8 years but you also have uh, you know these people who have just come in one week one month one year two years and they'll want that attention immediately that's something they don't realize so in terms of the community um the community is there okay it is there it is great to have the ogs around like the people who have been doing this who you have seen growing and who have seen you growing as well it's fun around them but what happens as a collective is that say these uh, community leaders like i was saying they put in so much work into putting an event making it happen uh, getting the culture out there and you know getting the art form out there but you don't have as many people representing that art form you know so everyone is like if there's a battle or if there's a competition everyone will be like ha i'll come i'll come i'll come go to the event <laughs> you won't have as many people as many are speaking so at the end of it like why i was saying i, I want to be brutally honest is it ends up just being a whatsapp group until you come and represent and until you come and be part of something because while you're part of something you learn so much you grow and then you find more options into you know doing whatever you want to do so one part of it is very competitive in terms of i can do more sounds than you one part of it is uh, very encouraging one part of it is uh, also very very supportive and safe uh, it's a safe space as well but at the same time a big part of it is this confusion in terms of should i be a battler should i be a person who performs shows you know these things are there because these things nobody teaches you like nobody tells you there is opportunity for you here while colleges and colleges are just like a 5% or a 10% of the 100% you know so also something as a as something i want to tell i uh, wanted to tell before as well is when beatboxers try and do something uh, or put together a routine this is not something say if it works in a battle if it works with someone you're uh, facing or something it's it's crazy that same thing doesn't work with a crowd who does not know what beatboxing is like say if i'm doing this is very very technical like you have so many sounds going on but what happens and i've done this in a show 
and people are just like after a point they are like okay it sounds nice it sounds interesting but i can't pay attention to it you know so then what do you do is you have to have sets you have to have uh, like like a particular like an entire set list for a show separately versus a battle separately that creates mm-hmm. that whole distinction you know so they should be able to understand that this is something that works versus this is something that does not work for a particular audience so uh, this is also happening side by side in the community so you have many people who are doing shows many people who are part of some event uh, they are part of bigger collaborations and everything and it's 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 amazing looking at it but most of these other people in the scene are just like i want this immediately i want this attention i want money and that is not something that will work in the short run as well as in the long run because you're not spending time working on your skill but your moral or your talent or whatever you want to call it but you're fully money driven and you're like i want that clout i want that attention so mm. you won't get it just like that you know you need to put in yeah 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 so it's like people focusing more on their brand and their value than their actual skill yes but they don't realize that it's a skill that kind of pushes the value of the stock of your brand and how you are as an artist right yeah but also another thing is um uh, the encouraging side of it is is great you know because say you need constructive criticism you will get it uh from particular people also uh this is not just for beatboxing uh, the beatboxing community but in general you have people who are there but then there are also people who will not uh they will not relate to what you're doing and they will not like what you're doing so i'm not i'm not particularly talking about hate speech or anything because something that's that's something i have experienced is that if they don't like what i do just just tell me that you don't like what it is and don't engage in it that's all you know but then it it becomes something else where you're bringing in competition for that instance and that is something which is very weird and very difficult to also navigate because not many people understand that you do what you want to do versus someone else is telling you stop doing that you know that's not fun and that's what like stops artists from doing it or becomes crazy motivation to achieve the dream and the goal mm. and everything so it also depends on how you're channeling your energy and what circle you have to be able to help you grow and everything you know so yeah yeah i mean that again goes back to like the motivation thing we're talking about right yeah. some people use negativity as like a crazy motivator some people just freeze when someone's being overly negative about yeah. anything they do yeah uh, before we wrap up yeah uh i you had an announcement to make yes. thank you so much for choosing this platform to do <laughs> it but uh, yeah the floor is all yours go for it breaking news <laughs> um <laughs> my single is releasing so the seven and a half eight years that i put in also for the people who have been listening uh for the seven and a half eight years put one one coin in a jar you will get proper money because i've been repeating that so long <laughs> um all of the work that i've put in all of the uh you know time energy spent is all being channeled into this track which is uh there was one part in my life where uh i was going through difficult times and this track is fully my personality and it's something which is live which is created on the spot 100% vocals like everything that you're hearing uh, or you're listening to is 100% live and 100% vocals and uh, the track's name is we got power and uh, if you got power you know you have it if you don't i hope the track or the single helps you 
achieve that. And uh, that will be out on streaming platforms in the second or the third week of May. Hope you find it on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you find your music. And if by then you're listening to the podcast, might as well, after you listen to this episode, like this episode, and then go there <laughs> and then find my track as well. So We Got Power is going to be out uh, May third week this year, 2023. And it's the first thing that is going out. So yeah, support as much as possible. Thank you. Cool. Awesome. Uh, so yeah, that uh, was honestly a great episode because beatboxing, like I said, even for me, it wasn't a concept that I was too familiar with. And I hope that people listening to this kind of get an in-depth understanding from someone who's, you know, been in this space for as long as you have. And uh, thank you so much for hopping on. Uh, and I'm sorry for all the delay that happened because we weren't able to you know yes. fully find like That's a fine. common time but i'm glad i'm glad we were a- able to like make time thank you so much for hopping on once again uh i'm going to link your instagram down below and if there's anything else you can send it to me i'm going to put it down in the description do you have any closing thoughts before we uh, conclude uh thank you for having me uh, it's been wonderful no having problem. this conversation uh the first time we spoke was somewhere four years three years down the line um, and then now actually speaking to you live and, you know, recording this episode and being part of it is amazing. So thank you for having me. And uh, closing thoughts is nothing. Beatboxing is amazing. If you want to learn it, reach out to me, reach out to anybody that you trust and believe with the art form. And there's so much to be done. There is so much that we can achieve and uh, we can do it together. And as much as we all know what the art form is and can support it, that is itself the greatest motivation and the you know the greatest thing in the space so yeah thank you very much and this is kevin noel sequera all right uh, thank you so much kevin thank you for hopping on once again and uh, yeah that is going to be it before we actually conclude uh, thank you once again cuz kevin's been one of like the og fans of the podcast he reached out to me way 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 back in the day asking about equipment and just podcasting in general yes. so thank you for all the sh- support that you've shown the podcast uh, for those of you all who are listening thank you so much for tuning in my name is Adil that was Kevin Noel Sequera this is The Open Slate and until next time peace out peace out